Good morning, my friends. Um, we are in part three of Who is Jesus Christ? Uh, turn to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. We'll finish up uh, this portion of Scripture today um, on who is Christ. Verse 3, the Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of His being. Here's what we want to cover. Sustaining all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purifications for sin, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. How can He be the sustainer? It's because He is the creator let's look at john chapter 1 and verse 3 john chapter 1 and verse 3 says that through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made the creator of everything is able to sustain everything because who knows it better than the creator so god provided jesus christ for us um, to take away our sins, but we need to understand that it was not like Jesus just arrived on the scene. Jesus was before all things. Jesus is now, and Jesus will be after all things. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jesus Christ, our Savior, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He is immutable, as the Scripture calls it. He does not change. He says something and he does it. And he's able to provide for us and sustain us because he's the one who made us. It also says he provided purification for our sin. This is big because in the Old Testament, um, under the Old Covenant, by the, uh, um, there was no purification for sins. It was always temporary. Um, it was a covering of sorts. It was a, a reprieve for a while and uh, and then the people would go back to what they were doing and the high priest and the priest would go back to what they were doing offering daily sacrifices because the sacrifice wasn't permanent what jesus did was provide purification for our sins and here's how that happened in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it says god made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I've used that analogy many times of two books. One book has my name on it and my history. The other book has Jesus' name on it and his history. And what happened is God took the cover off of Jesus' book, who was perfect, and put it on my book. And he took my cover and put it on Jesus. And so I became his the righteousness in of God in Christ Jesus, and he became my sin. Who got the better part of that deal? Obviously, I did, and so did you if you have given your life to Christ. And if you haven't, you can do that this very morning. You can tell Jesus exactly what he already knows about you, that you are a sinner in need of salvation. You can repent of those sins and ask Jesus to come in to your life. And if you do that, I would love it if you would call me or let me know uh, that you've done this so I can pray for you or get you materials or get you um, headed in the right direction um, and towards your this new relationship you have with God and how God can help you and 
and create in you this strong person, this strong individual who's able to handle these situations that you would normally not have been able to handle when you tried to do them on your own. Uh, the last part of this, is says he sat down at the right hand of God. This is big. We've talked about this on multiple occasions. He sat down because the work was done. The high priest of that day never sat down because their work was never done. But in Christ, the work has been completed. The work of the uh, forgiveness of our sins. He paid the price for those sins. In uh, Hebrews chapter 7, beginning with verse 23, says, now there have been many of those priests from man since death prevented them from continuing office. They they can't have just one priest because the priests die. Uh, but uh, because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Where there's no longer any need for a priest um, because Jesus is that priest who lives forever. Therefore, he is able to save completely. He didn't just wash away a sin for a moment with the blood of a lamb. He washed away your sin, past, present, and future by his blood, the lamb of God. And if you accept that blood and uh, let him um, take away your sins, your sins, past, present, and future are gone. And we remain in Christ and we continue to grow in Christ. We don't stop at this moment of salvation, asking him to come into our lives, but we continue from there. Those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Verse 25, let me read that again. Therefore, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him. They come to God through Christ. There is no other access. John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth. I am the life. There is no other way to God, no other religion, no other way, and especially not through your own works. But he always lives to, to intercede for us. He completed the work of salvation in our lives at the cross, but he continues to intercede for us now seated at the right hand of God. Verse 26, such a high priest meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as men priests, uh, men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law or the new covenant um, appointed the son who has been made perfect forever, made perfect not in the fact that he was imperfect, but made perfect because he completed the work that that he had on um, this earth to do. And then he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. And as we've learned in Colossians chapter 3, in those first three verses, we are positionally seated with him if we have given our lives to Christ. And then we work out our salvation throughout this time on this earth, however long that may be, to match our character with the position we have in Christ. And then in number, or excuse me, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, knowing all that, knowing the things that I've told you, knowing the things that we've read, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of, of the throne of God. The work is completed. 
The work is completed. Your salvation has been paid for. Whether you apply it to your lives is completely up to you. It's completely up to me. I don't know about you, but I needed a savior. I had to come to the realization and maybe you come to that realization and you're living for Christ and maybe you have not. If you have not, my question would be, why are you waiting? God's, God's, the Bible says, comes to seek and to save you. He has a desire to know you and he wants you to know him. Give him your life today. Don't wait any longer. Let me pray for you. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you. So we'll talk again.